It's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Hey there, Doug here. Next week's film's a real good one. It's kind of why I love movie sequels and sort of how Jamie and I came up with the idea for this podcast. We want it to be unique, and sequels are awesome and unique. So that movie, of course, is Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and we got not one but two interviews for it. Jamie really busted his ass reaching out to people. So Monday is my interview with Damon Staniford, who played the Wachati Chief. But today, we got an actor who provided a lot of comic relief as the Chief's son, Aouda, who's played by Maynard Izayashi. Maynard was in the middle of a super popular play in London, but he was kind enough to carve out some time to chat with me about early on in his career, how he landed a role in the film Mr. Johnson, starring opposite Pierce Bronson, which is amazing. We're talking about working with Jim Carrey because they were a lot of comic relief, them two on screen, and so much more. This interview cost me 80 bucks to my AT&T bill, so I hope you enjoy it. I kind of forgot that he was in London I was calling him, but don't worry about it. Uh, enjoy. Hey, thanks good, so good. much for taking the time. I appreciate it. No, not at all. You're very welcome. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you working on right now? You're over on, it's like Broadway in London? Uh, uh, yes. Um, I'm doing a theater play. Funnily enough, has been um, touring globally. I mean, so we we were in America. We come back to America at the end of December. It's a play called Barbershop Chronicles. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's why we had difficulty in arranging the time. Oh no, it's okay. So, where's the play going to be when it's in uh, in the states in New York? Uh, I think we're going to be, yeah, it's going to be in Brooklyn at the BAM Festival, Brooklyn Arts and Music Festival. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm in uh, New Jersey, so not too far. Oh, right, okay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so uh, what what got you, what got you into acting, like, growing up? Is it something that you always wanted to do, or...? Um, I had a kind of funny path to acting. Um, I started off life as a... Uh, electronics engineer, and um, mainly because I was kind of good with numbers and, you know, not that I really had any passion for it, per se. Yeah. And then I found myself, um, after I finished an education, I found I was working with a bunch of uh, guys around about 35, 40, and at the time I was kind of 18. And uh, it ended up being a rather debilitating affair. Um, I mean, I would come into work and discuss, you know, being a young man, and they would all look at me as if I told a bunch of lies. And we weren't really gelling. I was doing my best to see if, you know, uh, I could integrate myself into this uh, atmosphere, but I couldn't. I became very kind of disillusioned. And so I tried to think of what I wanted to do. And the best way I could think of going about that was to list all the things I wanted out of a job. Um, and I put things like travel, meeting people, the job had to be interesting, it had to be well paid if you were any good, as opposed to, you know, just getting the, a regular thing out how good or bad you were. Yeah. And when I put all those things together and I looked at it, I thought, ah, acting, yes, that fits all of those things. That's what I'll do. <laughs> 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 it, it, seemed, 
as if it was a bit clinical. But I think deep down, I, yeah, I was intended, you know, I was destined to become an actor, really. Because I spent much of my life before then, I'd had a very interesting upbringing, let's say. So I, I found myself, you know, and I was a quiet child, so I'd often watch people and watch their mannerisms and so on and so forth. And then I learned to be able to mimic them. And then because I watched people so intently, you know, I found uh, uh, psychology and sociology, in fact, became very interesting to me. And all those things, I think, make up acting. Definitely be able to yeah, mimic other people, because you're going to play characters that aren't you. So how long were you in acting before you were in Mr. Johnson? Uh, well, I, I started acting where, uh, 1987. Oh, okay. Um, but I, and, and before, and then I was, um, I'd gone to drama college and done a theatre, another degree, a theatre degree this time. And so I graduated in 89 from that. And then I think we shot, uh, Ace Ventura in 95. Yeah, because I see this Mr. Johnson movie and I'm like, wow, you started in 87. And this was in 1990, and that was a pretty, pretty big movie. You and Pierce Brosnan, and yeah, I mean, I, I'd actually graduated in, as I said, in '89. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I got that movie pretty soon after graduation. You know, I wasn't really sure how big the movie was. In fact, there's, there's a kind of famous quote I remember because it was a long audition process over quite a few months because I think they were searching, you know, internationally for this sort of character. Um, and I'd met the director, Bruce Bowman, quite a few times. And I remember, I think about four times, and at the fifth audition, which I didn't know was the final audition, I remember asking them, well, how many people are still left in the race? <laughs> and they said, oh, <laughs> only two. It's only you and one other person. I mean, that cheered me up. I thought, oh, okay, so I've got a 50% chance of getting this. <laughs> and then later on that day, they confirmed that I got the role. And then Bruce phoned me up. We've now become quite good friends. Oh. He phoned me up and said, "Yeah, you, you know, you've got the job." You know, and I said, "Oh, that's great." What is that kidding? At the time, I, I wasn't sure if it was a film, TV, what, what was going on. Yeah. And he was like, "Maynard." It's an international motion picture. <laughs> I said, all right. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You were just happy to work. You just wanted to be able to have the job in it. And look at that. It was a big movie. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. I think, you know, when you're starting out, um, that's all you want to do. I mean, I had my own game plan, which was I would spend a certain amount of time in theatre, then I'd gravitate to TV. And then after TV, I'd move into radio, and it was almost like a five-year plan to get me yeah. into, not radio, sorry, I moved into a film. It was a five-year plan to get me to film, and I think, as I said, I left in 89, the um, summer of 89, and I was shooting Mr. Johnson in January 1990, so it went a lot quicker than planned. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. And then you had a couple series that you were on a few episodes, Downtown Lagos, performance, and then that led up to your time on Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. How did that come That's about? right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was also um, strange. So I remember being at home, um, 
And I'd, I'd done a few other movies by this time. Um, and I got a call. Um, and it was the original director, Tom DeSerchio, I think. Oh, okay. And he called me up and he said, oh, hi, man, I'm calling from, uh, from the lot. Uh, and I'd been traveling out to L.A. quite a few times then, so, I, you know, I'd do L.A. shows. Today, I'm just calling. I think they were in the Disney Studios, I'm not sure. But anyway, so he said, um, and I've got this movie which I think you'd be great for. Have you seen Ace Ventura? And at the time I hadn't, I was like, oh no, I said, oh, don't worry, we'll send you a, a copy, we'll send you the script, and um, we'll, we'll talk. And so I got the film, watched the film, and I thought, oh, wow, this is a bit funny. And got the script, and there was hardly any dialogue for me in there. And, um, and it was all, uh, it said, you know, they're speaking in an African tongue kind of thing. And um, I thought, oh, well, this is really interesting. And then I, I ended up in L.A., so I then went to see those, met them all, and I said, yeah, great, 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 time before, blah, 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 and that was it. Where was it? Where did they film that movie? We shot it in Texas, um, oh, okay. San Antonio, and Charleston, South Carolina. And do you have any, like, memories of that movie? Cause you were, it was you and... Yeah, Jim Carrey for adults. I do, yeah. I mean, because I was, I mean, Jim Carrey and myself, we uh, would often be made up at similar times. His makeup took a lot longer than mine. I think in total it took about three hours, two hours, three hours. I'm not exactly sure on that. And my makeup, I think, was about an hour, you know, because I had to put the... um, the full spheres on, and then obviously they had to be painted and so on and so forth. Um, so, so we'd just sit there and just chat and stuff like that, which was great. And, and for me, I was just having a great time. Although, um, you know, that, I think that was my first time filming in the States as well. So, uh, you know, I was like a kid in a china shop. Yeah. So many stories. Yeah, how, how did you like the movie, like, afterwards? And there was, like premiere and you saw it, how did you like the way that it turned out like from your end, like in the roles that you had? I was, I was, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. I mean, I, cause I remember there was, as I was saying, when reading the script and finally being out on set, you know, and then you had these two tribes and they were meant to communicate in two different African languages, you know, or um, and at the time, it was all kind of um, umabunga and that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. That would fit well. Um, so, because I'm of Nigerian parentage, I use Igbo, which is the tribe I'm from, for one of the tribes. And then some of the actors who is on the other tribe with South African. So, I use Korsa for that tribe. So the actual languages that we speak in that are actually real. Um, so like, Metu Orcha, does actually mean white devil in Orcha, um, it's a South African language. Um, and that, I thought, was, you know, was just a little touch, but I think it, it, for me, looking at it and seeing the movie, I thought, oh, that really, really works, as well as obviously 
uh, to do the comedic acting of Jim Carrey. Yeah, were you familiar with Jim Carrey like before that, before they sent you the tape of Ace Ventura? I think I've seen a couple of episodes of Living Cutler, oh. and so I, I was. Um, uh, and you know, and also Tommy Davidson was on on the project as well, so I was familiar with having seen him and so. Exactly. So that for me was kind of eye-opening. But I had no idea. And that, to be honest, I'm not sure many of us did have how, uh, have, have an idea of how huge that movie was going to blow up. I mean, I remember at the time Jim, we were filming, Jim Carrey became really hot property because the mask had just been released and that just stole the show. And because yeah. of that, and also, people started revisiting uh, the first case for sure. Um, he was in very, very hot demand. And so I kind of began to realize that, oh, this could be something quite big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was young enough and naive enough to actually just enjoy it, you know, so, which I did. That's good. No, that's a great, I, I like this, I like the second one better than the first one. I think that throughout the whole movie, just his interactions with people and like, because he's in like a, he's a fish out of water and he's like trying to, trying to like fake it till he makes it like the whole movie, like with trying to talk to people and uh, bumble, bumble me tuna. And just like, uh, <laughs> just some of the lines that he has, the, the things that he doesn't understand, like he's licking the guano bowl and. No, he's great. This guy's pretty good. I would, I would love if they were able to make another one. And I thought, so on this podcast, because we talked sequels, we actually, there was another one that came out in 2009 that was like, that he had a son. And That's and, right, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> so I haven't you, seen that one. Oh, you haven't? What's that like? It's pretty funny. I interviewed the actor who played Ace's son, and uh, no, he was great, man. Like, he acted just like Jim Carrey, like, his mannerism, but just the story was kind of, cause it would have been great, like, watching the end of the call, you know, make, almost make it seem like Ace is going to have a kid then, in that final scene where everybody's chasing him. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I, I really learned from the movie, is, like, I, I don't think, although I've done comedic scenes before, I don't think I've done a, a, a comedic movie. And seeing the way in which uh, Jim Carrey handled it, for me, was fascinating. And how he was able to kind of turn on that stick, you know, when it was needed, I thought was was superb. And then, so after that, those are some great stories. So you were in a lot of movies after that. Yeah. I'm going to remember that or a movie that you really enjoyed. Uh, well, I, I've enjoyed them all. Um I mean, Ace Ventura was, was really good fun because, you know, San Ant- and, and, we, and we kind of became a tight team because in San Antonio, where we first started filming, you know, um, lovely town, you know, we've got the Alamo down there and so on. Um, and they had the famous River Walk. Well, this was back in 1995, so it may have changed. Um, but apart from that, it's kind of convention center, so it's really people go there for like a weekend or a couple of days. And everything is kind of geared to entertain you for a couple of days. But when you're there for like a month, <laughs> those, couple, <laughs> those couple of days begin to stretch out. And there's only 
so many days you can walk along the river walk and find it really interesting. And that kind of hits you about the third day, I'd, I'd say. Maybe the fourth day if you really stretch it out and you yeah. go to today. So, so we got, um, yeah, so we became very close, you know, we would hang out with each other and so forth, which was also as well. And, and it was quite a big cast and crew as well, because, um, you know, we filmed in very different places and there's a lot of green screen as well for Jim to do. So I think they shot, some of that I think they shot in Canada, I think. I'm not quite sure. So I, and, and as I said, you know, I, I was a little bit younger than I am now, so I had a blast. A real blast. It was great. But uh, in terms of, I suppose, my most, one of the most, other most memorable movies would be Mr. Johnson. Um, and that primarily might be because it was my first movie. Yeah. So, you know, so it was all new. And I, for some reason, I think I've, I've been lucky. I, I've, although I've often been sort of like shaking inside, I'm a bit like a duck. You know, yeah. um, up above everything looks wrong, but um, below the legs are going, you know, six to a dozen. Um, so I kind of just seem to just soak it all in. Um, also, as well, we filmed Mr. Johnson in Nigeria, and so I think that helped because obviously being in Nigeria, um, not Nigerian, um, by parents, I was kind of familiar with how the country operated. So it made it slightly easier for me, really. Um, so although I was quite young and new to the game, I knew the country, which a lot of the other actors and crew members didn't. So it, that compensated for my young and naiveness, if you like. That's great. So now when it comes to acting, right now you're doing theater. Do you prefer, like, is there any that you prefer to do? Uh, well, it's, it's a really, I that's one question I think I, I often get asked, and I always ask is they're kind of very different things, and that's the way I, I look at them, you know, and I, uh, I see theatre as, as like a conversation among a group of people, yeah. whereas TV is a conversation amongst one person. So they had different rewards, and by that I mean, and that also is the same for the acting, you know, when you're acting on TV, it's as if you're acting for just one person in front of you. Yeah. And that's really who you're communicating with the screen. Obviously on stage, depending, I mean right now we're performing in a 1200 theatre, so it's not that large. Um, so I have to reach those 1200 people. Um, that's a, a difference. Then the other difference is the fact that you know, the reaction is instantaneous when you're on stage. Um, so you know pretty, you know pretty quickly if they like, like, if you get something wrong, you have to deal with it there and then. Yeah. Uh, with film, that you don't have that reaction. You have to wait until the movie's released, you know, or they test it out in the theatres, and then you find out, you know, if you're any good, or you yeah. then go to the, uh, the screening, and then you, you know, you may put, hold your head in your hands, or you'll be jumping for joy, depending on how it's put together. So it's very, very different with different disciplines. And I, I enjoy them both. I mean, the one thing I think the advantage that film has, obviously, uh, is that it's generally paid more. Yeah. And also you, you get a nice memento once you finish the job, which is, you know, you have a copy of the film or 
whatever it is, working theatre. Uh, you might have, you can, you can play the program, but that's about it, generally. Yeah. But, but when you do theatre, do you still get like a little, like a rush when you're on stage? Yeah, I get, I get, a, I get, I get that rush, um, if I'm on stage or in front of the, the, the camera. So that was Maynard. Uh, it was so great that he carved out some time to chat, and I hope it sounded okay. We used this recorder that we only tried a couple times a while ago. And trust me, we're never going to use it again. So your homework now is to watch Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. It's not like the homework, like a boring research paper. This is like one of those homeworks like you build a volcano and it explodes in your living room. Some cool stuff. So this was a really fun movie that for me and Jamie to record. So... Don't forget to listen to our chat with the Wachati Chief, played by Damon Staniford, this Monday. And don't forget to subscribe, review, rate, share our podcast, tell all your friends. Check out our new website, sequelsonly.com. We have pages for each of the movies with movie trailers and a lot of content. So check it out. Good night. <laughs>